Turtle Myrtle over here. Hello and welcome to episode 190 of the Erasable Podcast. I'm Andy Welfley. I'm back here with my friend and co-host Johnny Gamber. Hey, Johnny. Hey, Andy. Glad to have uh, you back. Yeah, we. I, I think that maybe I don't know how I offended Tim or why he's not here, but uh, he doesn't Tim want is, to tell you. Yeah, okay, it's a secret. Tim no, it's is, the holidays, you know. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> just, just <laughs> January second, man. He's gonna like let it, let me have it. Oh yeah, you're getting it then. Yeah. <laughs> no, Tim is. <laughs> Tim is out. There's the the plague is running through his family. I think that the, the flu or the cold or just you know people are sick. This is not a this is not a great healthy time of year. So yeah, yeah, I think we've all been feeling a little bit. So Tim has a lot going on. It man, this is it's been a it's been a rough it's been a rough couple of months. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, think I keep hearing that from a lot of people, and I feel like the last time this happened, a lot of good things happened after that. So. I hope so. At least in my life. So I hope that happens. But no more yeah. kids because one of those things was Charlotte. But no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, Hopefully that's not. <laughs> yeah. The world has enough gambers. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> and we're fertile. <laughs> fertile mortal over here. So we're, yeah, we're, we're just having a, a light episode. It's been a while since we've, we've talked to you. So we were recording in the middle of the day, just in the middle of the week, just getting ready for the chaos that's going to come along with the holidays. So. Thought it would be good just to have a little check-in and a little uh, tools of the trade slash fresh points episode because there's been some, some a few cool new stuff come out. So that's kind of what we're doing. So yeah, let's jump into it. Johnny, what are your what are your tools of the trade this week? Sure. So I finished Bittersweet: How Sorrow and Longing Make Us Whole, which is the newest and I didn't realize only second book from Susan Cain, who is famous for her TED talks and for the book Quiet that was about introverts came out like. 10 years mm. ago ish mm-hmm. so you know she does she's a really good writer and does a good job of working on research and a lot of like memoir-ish prose in a way that doesn't seem like oh i just want to write this book about myself under the guise of writing about sorrow yeah so it's really 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 good i think like her other book it's she's a good writer and it's interesting and you read it too fast then you have to go back and like okay what i just read but i mean that's not necessarily a bad thing yeah. And I've been sort of sick for a while and watching so much British TV that <laughs> I don't want to list all the shows. But one that is on PBS for folks in the U.S. on the Masterpiece series is Magpie Murders. Most emphatically, not The Magpie Murders, as you'll find out if you watch the show. But it was a really good miniseries based on a book by Andy Horowitz. I think he wrote the show, too. But it was really, really, really good. And now the whole thing's out. So if you have the app, you can just watch them all. Sometimes they'll drop the whole series. Sometimes they don't. And in this case, they did not. I feel like you are getting your $15 a month out of BritBox. Oh, that's not even on BritBox. Oh, my God. Oh, really? Right on BritBox. <laughs> <laughs> so we just started a show called Ellen Dobbs. That is one of those detective shows that has funny little jokes in the middle of it. But it's definitely not silly. Mm-hmm. Like super, super good. Um, oh my God, I can't even remember all the things I've watched on BritBox lately, but definitely check that out. And finally, I picked up a book that I'd been meaning to read called Re-Bound about making books of recycled materials. Oh, cool. It came out, I don't know, 2011, 2012, something like that. And it's a nice book. A lot of these bookbinding books are like print on demand from Dover or something. They're really, 
not nice. So it was nice to have a one that's durable and nice in your hands. And as I'm reading it, I'm like, man, I I hope that Leslie Herger knows about this book, but I bet she does. I was I was going to make the joke that it sounds like she wrote that book. <laughs> and lo and behold, one of the tutorials in there is by Leslie. Really? And I was like, what? This is that's awesome. Yeah. So huh. I have the cool experience of reading a book and being like, oh my god, this is right up somebody's alley, and of course they are. They help make it. So yeah. That makes me yeah. feel important because I have friends that do awesome things. Yeah. But uh, if you're interested in making books or reading about bookbinding, that's a, a nice little book to read. It's kind of expensive, but I think you can get a used copy pretty cheap. Yeah. And I am writing with a general's layout that I just found on the windowsill and forgot what a <laughs> damn nice pencil this is. And I'm using a notebook I made myself with Nina Classic Crest natural white which is becoming one of my favorite papers for fountain pens and also it's so nice for pencil possibly even better for pencil than fountain pens yeah it's, it's on amazon it's like 25 bucks a ream definitely pick some out if you want some really really good paper hmm. but that's all i got how about you andy nice well i've been one of my kind of like favorite things to do this time of year is you know, if you go into a, a bookstore and often you'll see like a little display for like the best American anthologies, there's best American essays, there's best American sports writing, there's best American memoirs. It's always like, you know, what's been appearing, what people have been writing in this past year. And two of my favorite of those anthologies is, of course, the one that's for sci-fi and fantasy stories. But then also I really, really love best American food. It's usually, it's usually like bigger than just like restaurant reviews or something. It's usually like the the cultural implications of this or that or like the the San Jose tofu scene is the one that's like a big thing I'm I'm reading about like what? just like really interesting apparently apparently the best place in America to get different kinds of tofu is San Jose California that sounds it, fake and also delicious yeah well i mean this Whoa. this part of this part of California has like a huge like asian immigrant population and like and an old one too like people who have like Chinese immigrants who have come here in like the like the early 1900s and there's just like a lot of really interesting just like food that emerged from that and Whoa. yeah so if you, if you ever come out to the west coast to visit we'll have to go try some Vietnamese tofu and San Jose. hell yes so been been reading been reading those this is a good time of year for that I just been watching have you ever watched The Good Place no I've never seen that it's really good a friend of mine turned me on to it it's a uh, so really, it's it's kind of like a it's I mean it's a sitcom. It's about like you know this this woman dies and Ted Danson sort of like welcomes her into his office and he's like hey like you know you welcome to the good place. You have been an exceptional human being in your life and uh, this is this is where you go and here's a house and you can find your soulmate and you know it's a good thing you weren't a bad person because you would have gone to the bad place and it's very kind of philosophical and, and 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 turns out she was not a good person like she's not the oh. person that they thought that she was and it's basically her trying to make sure they don't find out and send her to the bad place and it's it's obviously a huge kind of like allegory for heaven and hell but then also it's very um kind of philosophical and sweet and about human dynamics and yeah it's just it's just a really just a kind, funny show. Been watching that. I've also kind of been watching. Have you heard of a streaming app called Pluto TV? Yeah, my Roku TV installs it for me like every couple yeah. of weeks. 
so it's it's it has this sort of like radical idea that like hey we're gonna we're gonna show you tv shows at a specific scheduled time and we're gonna give you commercial breaks <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs> wow i've never heard of this but <laughs> I, I guess the thing that i like about it is there are dedicated channels for star trek and classic doctor who what so they show star trek 24 hours a day and there's a classic doctor who channel where they show like old like from the 60s up through the the 80s early 90s even just doctor who and it's it's so good if you just kind of like want a show on that you like can just sort of like pay attention to or just have on in the background i don't usually kind of operate like that but it's been like this holiday it's been really kind of like comforting to do that so been watching a lot of Pluto TV, watching some old William Hartnell Doctor Who's from like 1963, some old Star Trek The Next Generation episodes, which is definitely my like kind of ultimate comfort TV. And yeah, Pluto Pluto's great. They have some like weird ass channels, like they have channels for soaps, channels for that they have something called like Reality Bites or something like that, where they just have <laughs> a bunch of like reality shows. They have a Survivor channel, like. Yeah, it's. A, I see they have an action things. channel where they're going to play shooter later. I, I don't. I don't know if they still have it, but they used to have an antiques roadshow channel. <laughs> wow, that oh, was really that was really fun. So, question: Is it child safe? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't. I'm, I don't trust my kids to listen to what I said not to watch. <laughs> I'm sure there are some channels that are child safe, but I don't know if you can lock that in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that does sound cool though. Yeah. And I guess last thing I just got done, I was reading the Sandman graphic novel series that Neil Gaiman wrote kind of in prep for watching the Sandman Netflix series, TV series, which was very good and very, I think did a really good job of kind of like honoring that original while still kind of like updating it. So if you haven't seen the Sandman series on Netflix, it's it's very good. Yeah, just really, really enjoyed that. It's kind of like a fantasy series about like, you know, the, the Sandman is the Morpheus, the king of dreams. And like, it's kind of about dreams and death and humans and yeah it's it's just a really good really good show yeah and it's it's Neil Gaiman so you know you know it's going to be good and I am writing with a pencil king that we'll talk about later by Musgrave and it just in my just in my trusty Baron Fig confidant yeah should we slip into some fresh points sure yeah aptitively what do you what do you have going on? The thing I think the thing you're going to be talking about, I have here right in front of me. Yeah. So field notes, like I don't really get on Facebook much, and I don't pay attention to field nuts. So all of a sudden, you get an email <laughs> like, "Oh, your winter subscription shipping notice." I'm like, "What? What time of year? Oh, it's going to be winter." Yeah. So I forgot about it, and then they showed up, and they're so freaking cool. So good. It was. I you. I know you haven't been paying much attention to field notes, but this has been so polarizing, as I'm sure you can imagine. That's why. <laughs> Do you want to kind of describe what they do? Sure. So for the last couple of times where they do a, like, this is Wednesday situation where, you know, if you buy something, you get something cool for free. They've done sort of like a flood coat version of the craft notebook. They did a blue one and a red one. But since that stock they use is really absorbent and also brown, the colors don't look like what you would expect them to look like. So it's like really dark blue and almost like a bloody brown red so for this one they did three colors one is bright Four. green. well that's the that's the, the extra oh i'm sorry i'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So they, they did orange aqua and this like really bright green and of course when you mix them on to the paper that's not what they look like anymore yeah 
so the belly bands are the original color and then they mix in and if you're a subscriber you get an extra set of notebooks which is what do they call it berry berry yeah like i think that's the coolest one it's really cool yeah, yeah. It's, like they just, i thought i read the word magenta in the email I'm like bingo perfect yeah but so you know field notes used to be 10 bucks now they're 15 bucks so that's five bucks a notebook so this time around they wanted to do something that was 10 bucks they said so they're each just a two pack so they're 10 bucks a set if you're a subscriber you got 40 bucks worth of notebooks which i'm sure some people are complaining about but <laughs> i was very happy about that's my, yeah. my favorite subscriber extra is more notebooks yeah but i haven't written them yet i forgot that they changed the paper stock have you tried yours out yeah i, I played with a little bit it's i don't know let me look the innards it's the domtar cougar 60 pound natural with a fine one color application of double knee duck canvas light brown soy based <laughs> ink and so it's 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 dot grid it's it's very it's very smooth like it's a it feels a little bit more supple and it feels like it maybe just has a slight bit of more coating to it i have not written in it with a fountain pen so i don't quite know like it, it it seems like it's more fountain pen friendly than before, but pencil it's fine. I wouldn't say it's just like it's not as toothy as maybe it used to be. Used to be, but it's definitely not quite as coated as sometimes they get. But one thing they they're doing, you know, it's it's been a while since I've used just a plain old regular craft bound field notes. But something they did to this that I'm noticing is that they they perforated all of the pages. Yeah, I saw a couple people that were like, "Oh, they're perfect except for the perforation." Yeah, and I, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually okay with it. Like, I'm somebody who always, you know, when there's notebooks that have the back several pages that are perforated, like, you know, competents always have like several pages worth of perforation in the back. Like, I use those. I, I do a lot of like scribbling a note and then tearing it out. So I actually don't mind that at all. I, I'll probably, I'll probably use it. Um, but it's just it is it's kind of a, excuse me, kind of a weird decision to make them all perforated, but not one that I mind. Yeah, and I forgot what edition it was. There was one that was perforated before, and I was not so into it. But they all held up, stayed yeah. in place. Yeah, yeah. These these aren't like, I don't know. These seem pretty, pretty sturdy. Yeah. Who knows? I guess I guess we'll find out with where. But I'm actually yeah. I'm I'm super good with these notebooks. I like I like the colors. I really really love that. You know, they can do this big wash with the colors, but still really honor the texture of that craft brown because it's such a such a good texture. I I actually have a couple reams of the exact paper that they use. And Ooh. eventually I'll talk about this a little bit when I talk about zines. But I, you know, we made a plumbago with with that that paper and I definitely want to make just I want to do more with that. So I love the craft brown a lot. I think that they really took advantage of that texture and it looks so good. And they, they also, an interesting thing they did was they put sort of like the the start date and the location information, they put it on the front, just kind of at the bottom. So it's easier at a glance to kind of like sort and see these notebooks. So I, I it, it seems like what they're trying to do is just create a whole new kind of market segment and get people to, you know, if, if this is going to become kind of a new design for permanent stock, like they can get people to, you know, just really use the system here. Yeah. Did they say? Yeah. I think they. I think that they said that this is new permanent stock, right? Like this is oh. a new introduction. No, I, I didn't right? hear that. That would Maybe be not. awesome, though. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like it's 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 over there in the main product section. Oh, they have cool. Original craft and then craft plus. So I'm hoping that that's what they're going to do. But who knows? Yeah, I mean, I like this design. I'd be cool with them doing a whole year of just four different versions of these. 
that would be yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Get some yellow on there. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Good. Yellow one. Yeah. So they can kind of, it's, it's also interesting. And I think they mentioned this in the email. They were like, you know, it's funny where like we introduced these colors, orange, blue, and green. And those, <laughs> it just so happens that those were our first three of our limited edition series colors. So yeah, I think that's a nice little homage to that. Yeah. And Scout Books, I think they're called. Is that the company yeah. that does, they, they used to make a lot more just like ready-made books. I think now they mostly do custom stuff, but they used to do, they called it a composition book and they flood coat at the front and left out just like a little gap for you to put a title in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, it wasn't so cool. Yeah. They were were cool. The Scout books, their paper, like their craft brown covers were more, Oh, like the, I don't know how to say it, like the fiber. It, it felt more like a grocery bag than it did like, a, like yeah. a nice paper. It was like a little rougher. And I think that's probably fine, but I bet it's way less durable than a, than this like craft brown. I wonder, actually, well, let me look in the back here. French. Okay. It's the Duratone packing, packing brown wrap. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a, just such a good paper. Yeah, I Scott love the French books, paper. Um, they just changed their paper stock recently. Oh, did they? Like they sent me some samples when I wanted to get some custom books made before I was like, screw it, I'll do it myself. Yeah. And like paper sucks. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand that they, they prefer it to be recycled than actually usable, but you can yeah. do both. And yeah. also I, you know, I get the impression that they're for promotional items, not notebooks that yeah. for people who are picky about their paper. I've met Adobe does like sometimes custom things like that. So I've met a couple of the sales reps from Scott books and they're really nice, really cool. But also, yeah, like I, I've considered doing it too, a few times. Like I actually was thinking about when we did the tiny issue of Pombago, I was considering using them as basically just sort of out like as a printing vendor before we went with write notepads, but they, yeah, it just, the constraints were just such that it just didn't make sense for us using them, but yeah, oh, they're they, expensive. Yeah, they turned out really well. Yeah, yeah, the ones you did. True. Yeah, I thought they were. They looked yeah. really good. Cool. Yeah, good. Good notebooks. I I always, you know, I always like the the kind of simple ones, right? They don't have to be mm-hmm. super super on theme of something. And I know some people really don't like the simplicity because it makes them think that Field Notes isn't like trying. They're not. They're not pandering, or they're you know they're using. They're using the like limited subscribers to try out new things for permanent stock, which I think is perfectly valid and like s- real smart. Um, yeah, I think they've even said that before. They're like, yeah, you guys make yeah. it possible. Yeah, and I, yeah, I just like this a lot. Yeah, they're so the website they're saying, yeah, at only nine ninety five, Craft Plus two packs make perfect stocking stuffers. They're also a wonderful introduction to our everyday memo books. They're like our original craft, but better. In other words, Craft Plus. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I bought things. I didn't. Yeah. Did you get the red and the blue ones that came out before? Oh, wait, what, yeah. what are you talking about? When they, they oh, did. The, um, the, just as the Wednesday ones? Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't pick I, any of those up. I mean, I bought things I didn't need both those yeah. times. <laughs> I, I get it. Like one notebook. And then when they came, yeah. I was like, damn, I would have just paid this much for this notebook. Yeah. But yeah. They're, I'm, they, I don't know the last time they did one that I wasn't at least a little enthused of, or I didn't appreciate it all. Yeah. They've been on a roll for a long time. Yeah. I, I don't want <laughs> unlike, to jinx unlike it. Some other, unlike some other limited edition yeah. subscriptions. <laughs> I roll. <laughs> <laughs> or our hometown limited editions, which have been yeah. on, on hiatus or discontinued since the pandemic. For a so, while, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, good, good, good job. Build notes still going strong. Like it, who, who knew that you can do so much, so much with, with a little pocket notebook. Like it's just, it just continues to really impress me. It's some of yeah. the best hundred what twelve dollars a month that I spend. Yeah, I don't. Not a I month, don't get not, not, a, not a month. <laughs> a year. <laughs> I don't get the sense that they're running out of ideas either. Ew, I'm turned around like, how the hell did you come up with that? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. They and there's still like it's funny because there's still all the in the field nuts. There's all the additions that people talk about wanting like you know the national parks edition was something that like people have wanted for years in that group and they still have they still have their like you know american train system notebooks and they want they want to do like yeah people people have all sorts of really interesting ideas and i love we talked about in the show but i love that they partnered with the usps on some stamps oh i have i might have all those (laughs) those are really cool there's a there's a new stamp that came out that i need to get a hold of for it's American women cryptographers. Yeah, I have some of those coming for Azines. Yeah, I need to look, go pick some of those up. Look awesome. Yeah, I, I someone sent me a link to all of the ones coming out next year, so I saw them all at once, which was a little disappointing because now I know everything. You know, yeah, no more surprises. Like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they did. The cool thing about buying those from the USPS is they ship. I think they ship free. They charge you like a small handling fee. Yeah. So it's pretty cheap and they come really fast. Yeah. Yeah. I need to get on that. I have some, some mail to send out and I still, I still have a little cachet of, of T-Rex stamps, which are pretty awesome, <laughs> but I've been That's using cool. those. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to love the USPS. It's always something cool and new. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. I had to cough. No problem. So my only other fresh point is that I've been like crazy busy making books. Like I don't want to use the term speed binding to make it sound like I'm not doing my best work, but speed binding, <laughs> which is cool. So a few weeks ago, I bound 30 books in three days for the Made in Baltimore holiday pop-up. And two weeks ago, I did a private edition of 25 books for, I don't know if I'm supposed to name the author, but an author whose work I like very much. Hmm. And they all have hand-marbled covers and stuff, so they're all unique and fun. So if you want your own private edition, you know, get in touch. And Hell yes. It's getting busy, so if you want them for the holidays, like, don't delay. I don't like turning away work, but yeah. I have to sleep <laughs> sometimes. Johnny, can you, can you text me the name of the the author that you... Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, also, volume discounts are a thing. Yeah. Just saying. But uh, I, yeah, I love, I love that you just turn this into a business. Yeah, it's time consuming, but <laughs> I'm sure. it's so fun. So that now when I have something to do, I'm like, I don't feel like doing that. I want to make books. I'm like, oh, wait, that's the thing I have to do. Yeah, you can, you can use that as an excuse. Yeah, I do not like marketing them. And yeah. that stuff is icky. And I think I'm really bad at it, too. <laughs> so I'm know, told. You, you seem to be growing. I don't know what I'm doing. but custom stuff and private editions are like the thing that's fun because you don't have to guess what people like they tell you yeah you're like oh okay we'll do that yeah that's really good i did one recently where i doubted the colors like no that thread's gonna look dumb but that's what you want and i did it like damn that looks cool yeah so uh, i need to talk to you soon about i really really want a something that's like a confidant like a baron fig guardian but not leather like not the Guardian Pro that's like a little like carrying case, but 
something that's just like a little slip cover that's just oh yeah out of like a nice vinyl or something i've made stuff like that out of a craft text before yeah which yeah, turns out looking really cool yeah something like that would be really up. good yeah yeah well chat I'll, I'll talk to you about colors and i can marvel craft text now i'm getting better at it Ooh. it's really cool that is really that is really cool yeah, my only other thing is if you submitted something for the fiction issue, thank you. And I'm just really behind because I was sick. But <laughs> I'm, yeah. they'll go out like in the next day or two. The covers are finished. So I mean, nice. if you hear this, they might even be on the way. And your miniature book for your submission will be on the way. So thank you to everybody that sent stuff. I appreciate it. I'm not ignoring you, I swear. <laughs> yep. How about you, Andy? Yeah, a few things to talk about. One of a couple different pencils. One of them, I want to talk a little bit about the Blackwing Labs that came out for Black Friday, which I do not, I actually did not buy these. I'll be interested to know what you think about this, but it's, I don't know, like it's, I like kind of like Field Notes, they often use the labs to try, like, try some new stuff out, right? Like they wanted to try out holographic imprinting. And so they did an edition with that and they wanted to try out like different kinds of barrel colors. And I think that they even had a labs that was about a different core of graphite. Yeah, those yeah. super fines that never came back. So, 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 I, yeah, I guess I, <laughs> I guess I appreciate that they're doing something similar to to field notes here. But this wasn't one that was particularly like connecting with me. But they're they're trying out a new soft eraser. So I'll read you the kind of description here. It's, you know, the one that they just came out with the sixth installment in our lab series. With this lab, we're experimenting with a soft eraser that is made using using the same material as our handheld eraser. Each pencil features a matte gray barrel white imprint, balanced graphite, our new matte gold ferrule, which I think looks really attractive. I need to see one in person. And a, nice. Yeah, and a soft white eraser. Each pack also includes two sets of soft replacement erasers. So I'm guessing that maybe this is probably a little bit more similar to those really soft polymer erasers that like some of the really soft Japanese ones is, is what I guess. Did you did you order the, any of these, Johnny? I ordered a set for a present and they didn't come yet. But okay. it's been five days and they're still available. So yeah. they made yeah, a lot or a lot of people are like, no. I, I'm i actually, now that I'm looking at this a little bit closer, I might, I might want to order a set because the, not, not for the eraser, but for the ferrule. Like I'm looking at it and it kind of looks like this ferrule is in two pieces. It looks like the actual sort of like ferrule part that clamps to the pencil is one piece. And it looks like the flared part that holds the eraser is maybe a second piece. It does look like that in the photos. And I, I don't know if that's true, but I, I think it looks really attractive. It it looks like it looks like it's like finely machined, right? Like it looks like it's like machined rather than stamped out, which I'm sure is still what it is. But yeah, definitely yeah, maybe maybe a little order set. Unlike some of the past labs editions, it's still in stock as of we were recording this on Wednesday the thirtieth. Um Yeah, that's strange. It. Maybe they I, made a ton. I don't know if I wanna pay 30 bucks and have a whole dozen of these, but maybe I'll find somebody to split it with. Um, <laughs> well, I, I live with the person that I got them as a gift for. So after okay. Christmas, I can steal a couple. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sounds good. But yeah, I'll be interested to see like, yeah, if these new ferals have been showing up on, I don't think, I don't think these were on the last, the last volumes edition. I need to check and make sure I've. Yeah. What was the last yeah. volumes edition? Oh, last volumes edition. That weird. Uh... Yeah. Although, animation thing. although now I'm looking at the last era's edition, and it's kind of shaped more like that, obviously without the little arrow punch out. But I don't know. I need to do a little more research because I'm not sure what has the new ferrule on it. But to me, that's more interesting than the extra soft eraser. But also, 
yeah, like I, I feel like people in our community have been taking their preferred eraser and cutting them into size and putting them in a black wing for years. So, so yeah. I hadn't been paying attention, but apparently it says Blackwing Era's 2022 edition. What's, what's that about? Yeah, that's the one. It's just like the first Blackwing Era's, but it's it has the little arrow stamp on it. And they're using the, like, where it says half the pressure, twice the speed. They're doing it in the, like, the old way of, like, putting the little arrows. Oh, is this different from the one they first put them out? It's different. It still has that black stripe, but it's a little bit different. It's just from a different era. It's from when they had the arrow stamped out on the fair rule, and it was a more a more red eraser. Oh, that is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Still cool. very, still very similar to that first one and kind of the vibe, but it's it's of a different kind of like era. So I did buy some of those just because I can't resist can't resist oh, the eras. Yeah. The eras have a black arrow. Duh. Yeah. The Oops. the. The eras, I think, are my favorite of the sort of like collections of black wings, just because I, I think, you know, even though it's not Cal Cedar's history, it's still history, and it's really cool. Plus, I'm I like the aesthetics of those; those look really absolutely, good. yeah. Like the Palomino eras, oh, I, I should have bought more more than I did because they're just the best. But, yeah, I, someone stole all mine, except hmm. for the ones I was using. <clears throat> That's okay. Somebody just snuck into your house and just stole them. No, one of my minions. <laughs> but they use them, so that's cool. <laughs> Henry's having a blue and an orange face, so it's probably Henry. Yeah. <laughs> the The other pencil that is new that I am very excited about is something that I really, really hope we see. It's from Musgrave, and I so hope we see more of this happen in the future. They were rooting around in their basement, which I would love to root around in the Musgrave basement. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they found an old die stamp from, I think they said the 40s and the 50s. And it's Musgrave Pencil Co. 7900 Pencil King, finest graphite. And they were like, you know what? Let's 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 use this again. So they came out with a, a new pencil. It's it's round. It's royal purple. It is it has a number one graphite in it. And they put one of those just kind of like old timey ferrules with the three tiers of of knurled texture i don't quite know what to call it and then a white eraser and then they stamped it with that pencil king brand just as a as a tribute to old times and, and i guess what's cool about it is you know blackwing eras are really great because they are paying they tribute to like an old version of a blackwing but what's cool about musgrave is that this is this is musgraves right like they this has been like the same company made it back then and now right like i it's it has just it's its own its own heritage and i think that's really cool so the yeah. it's funny how like they're using this old die but like you know still to this day the the way that they kind of stamp musgrave pencil co on the on the pencil is still the same right like it's kind of like close together it's just it's just really cool it's pencil king and it's it's nice it's it's the number one graphite which i've always felt is not like super 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 different than their number two graphite compared to other things but it's less scratchy and I, I, did you, did you pick any of these up, Johnny? I forgot to order them and I'm going to order them as soon as we're finished recording <laughs> because they look so cool. I ordered this and then they, they kind of rebranded the unit mixed, mixed grade pencils too. You can get a dozen of the untipped drafting pencils from 6B to 6H. So I ordered a set of those two and those are lovely, but they, they, they look more slick now. They look like they updated the, I mean, certainly the new Dugger studio design <laughs> like on the on the packaging oh yeah the other thing i'll mention is they they're using those on the pencil king they're using that like round round box that they had that's just so lovely oh that's so awesome <laughs> yeah i man you know we've i don't know we've sung the praises of 
Musgrave's kind of revival and of Nicole and Tim Delger and just like, yeah, like such a great partnership. They've done so many good things for each other. And I'm, yeah, the Pencil Kings, I'm just such a big, I, I just, I wish they, I hope, I hope they do this with, I hope there's like a bunch more dies that they have in the basement that they can do this with. Cause. Ooh, that would be awesome. Yeah. It'd be so cool they, if they, they did that. They've been on like what a three year or four year roll four. Yeah. Yeah. They've been doing this. It was, I remember how just bad we used to make fun of Musgrave with their yeah. crappy website and just, I mean, there's still some like quality issues with some of their mass produced stuff, but you know, that's, it's that that's the market, right? Like people don't want to pay. I bought these writing as designing pencils from them for, I got 500 of them for $150 and you can't expect like perfect quality pencils out of something like that. But I love that they're kind of resurrecting some of their just like really fun boutique line, like, like the pencil King. Yeah. I, I appreciate that they make colored pencils that are made for writing, not yeah. drawing. Yeah. Or I mean, maybe not writing, but correcting things and stuff like that. Yeah. Those are super awesome and not stupid expensive. Like Vera thins can be. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So let me go to their website, new releases, Pencil King. Yeah, I'll read you the description here. Hear ye, hear ye, Pencil King takes us back to the heyday of steel printed (laughs) pencils. This historic steel die came from Cincinnati's Greg and Sons uh, and dates back to the late 1940s. While inspecting a long forgotten sealed barrel in our warehouse, we discovered a handful of authentic steel impressions. Ooh, a handful. So maybe there's more to come. Produced from the 1940s through the early 1950s. Pencil King is the first release from this discovery. Okay, so there's going to be more to come. How can we not bring it back to life? A regal purple with shimmering gold foil. It's the perfect pencil for collectors who may even dub themselves pencil royalty. Round, <laughs> round pencil, deep, deep purple gold foil, tipped with a white eraser. Three knurled ferrule from Stampmaster Clydell, which is a just a cool old partnership. Clydell makes a lot of ferrules that's just like their business which is cool that we should try to get somebody out from Clydale to talk about making ferrules oh my god yes Ooh, oh yeah let's note note to self rich number one core set of 12 brilliant pencils and a spectacular round tube so so excited about this one. Oh, I guess last last thing i wanted to say is i sorry it's not plumbago but i spent thanksgiving weekend just printing some more 404 magazine of my zines so if you know that's that's the zine i i've put out that's screenshots of like good or bad or sort of like existentially laden like error <laughs> messages and app content text. And then I kind of like recontextualize it as poetry. I kind of like try to like break it out and write it in the form of a poem. And then there's also some original poetry about technology and stuff in there too. And just fun. I have three editions and ran out early last year. So like probably like mid-year 2021 and just haven't kind of had the spoons to make more. And finally I did. And yeah, so I'm it's back up for sale. If you go to 404.computer, links to my Etsy shop, which only has those in it. Johnny and I had a big discussion about how, for some reason, if you have an order that's over $10, Etsy makes me purchase something with a tracking number. So I can't just slap some stamps on it and send it to you. So I had to raise the shipping price a little bit because... I'm only charging $4 for these zines, which is basically just covering printing and assembling and shipping. So I had to like add a couple more dollars onto like orders over $10. Cause, cause now I have to buy a first class package, which is like $4. Yeah. And Oh, Etsy. Yeah. <laughs> Record profits off of those. Oh, I'm sure. Rate. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I'm I'll, I'm sure I'm sure there's a workaround somewhere that I'm going to just dig into settings and try to discover. But yeah, I'm I'm just excited. We have a ha had a handful of orders already. It's nice to work with my hands again. Get that out there. Broke out my old paper paper guillotine, which I really love to use. Still have um, all your fingers? Still have all my fingers. <laughs> better it is. <laughs> they make it. They make it really hard to chop your fingers off. There's like a little safety catch that you have to release in order to put it down. So, you dude, I would one... find a way. <laughs> <laughs> you have one hand on the safety catch and one hand on the the lever. So, like, it's. I mean, you could get your toes in there. Mine, mine is foolproof, but the blade is so sharp that if you're, oh yeah, <laughs> not paying attention, like I've cut myself to the bone on it before. I'm like, oh, oh. crap. Okay. That goes that batch of scenes. On <laughs> <laughs> the blood discount. <laughs> yeah. You should just like, hey, do you want, you know, you know, it's not, it's not a blood discount. You should charge more for it because it's basically like your artist signature. Like, yeah. Like, here's a sample of Johnny Gamber's DNA. You could clone me. <laughs> yeah. So, so make some zines if you're really good about that. If, if you out there have any like, interesting examples of like error messages or UX writing or like digital, just like writing in your apps that you think would make good poetry. Or if you have some original poetry related to, you know, the internet or computers or whatever yourself, if you go to 404.computer and you can go to 404.computer slash submit, you can kind of read through the guidelines and submit that stuff. And I'm actively collecting stuff for a fourth edition right now. And that is... That is it. Anything else we missed talking about? No. Hopefully we'll yeah. have some seasonal black wings to talk about next time. Yeah. We'll I, 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 I got a shipment notification, so I assume that it's, you know, they're forthcoming. Yeah. Maybe yeah. there'll be another custom vintage dyed holiday ooh. musgrave. Maybe they found something with like sleighs on it. That yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. We should we need to chat with Nicole about this. I, I feel like she's always has this really interesting just like she messages us about like interesting stories and this would definitely be a good one. I would love to hear more about it. And I'm, I'm sure, I mean, who knows, but hopefully once they kind of get through all of those, those vintage editions, they'll release like a sampler pack or something. That'd be so cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> My shopping cart's getting bigger. <laughs> all right. Well, should we, should we button it up? Sure. Johnny, where can people find you on the internet? Um, you can find everything at pencilrevolution.com and at social media at Pensolution. I'll, I'll speak for Tim. Tim is on Twitter for now as Tim Wassum <laughs> and on Instagram <laughs> as Timothy Wassum. I am, my website is andy.wtf. You can get a link to my other stuff there. I, I do still have a, a Twitter at awelfly and an Instagram at awelfly. And if you, if you want to come find me on Mastodon, uh, if Twitter disappears tomorrow, which <laughs> it increasingly is looking likely. I'm on Mastodon at grid dot g dot well hold on dotgr id slash at Andy. So if you're on Mastodon already, I guess my username is Andy at dot grid gr id, which is kind of hard to say, but cool to cool to look at. <laughs> if anybody also like is interested in joining a little Mastodon server with just a very small community of stationary lovers, let me know. I can I can add you to that. Ooh. Come on, Johnny. Johnny, get on, get on Mastodon. Oh, I'm on it. It's it's basically like Linux for Twitter users. It's like more complicated and open source. Oh, uh, 
I'm in. But... I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And this is the Erasable Podcast. This is episode 190. We are on the web at erasable.us slash 190. You can get access to the recording there and show notes. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the handle Erasable Podcast. We're also on Patreon, and Patreon is how we fund keeping the lights running on this on this website. In fact, we have a, a website renewal coming up in 10 days, so we have to make sure we can keep this website up and going for another year. And we have several Patreon people to thank, including our producer of folks who contribute $10 a month or more. And those people are Zaya Marie, Melissa Miller, DigitalTent.Tech, Aaron Bollinger, <laughs> Andrew Austin, Tara Whittle. Ida Umpers, David Johnson, Phil Munson, Donnie Pierce, Bill Black, Ed Swift, Tom Keekley, Andre Torres, Paul Moorhead, John Capaluti, Stephen Fensali, Aaron Willard, Millie Blackwell, Michael Dialosa, Tana Feliz, Ann Sipe, Joe Crace, Mike Hagen, Bill Clough, Jason Dill, Mary Collis, Alex Jonathan Brown, Kathleen Rogers, Kelton Weens, Dr. Hans Noodleman, Jay Newton, Chris Jones, and John Wood. Thank you so much, and we will talk to you in a few more weeks. Do you like our podcast? Most people like our podcast. But if you don't like our podcast, then we'll turn it off. Mm-hmm.